0: It's a punk rock classrooms podcast, punk rock collaboration with Carl
1: O'Leary.
2: good morning everybody uh maybe you're driving maybe you're at home it's a plan maybe you're at lunch maybe it's the evening i am mike principal extraordinaire out of lansing illinois and this is
0: josh buckley a social studies teacher from mesa arizona and we want to welcome you to the punk rock classrooms podcast we're talking diy we're talking passion we're talking unity we're talking all those ethos of punk rock and we're sprinkling into what we do as educators and you are with us on a punk rock collaboration episode, Mike. Why don't you introduce our guests for us?
2: Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. So today we've got Mr. Carl O'Leary. Uh, he, I connected with him. It was through Matt Joseph actually. The last collaboration we did, <laughs> uh, Matt Joseph was doing um, those remote learning nuggets, and I, he asked me to present. And Carl was there, and I was kind of kind of there before the the whole thing, you know, kicked off. And yeah, and ever since then, I've been talk with Carl, he's just got like he's got this interesting life that I think totally plays into like, you know, the his roles an educator. So, you know, without further ado, we got Carl O'Leary. Carl, if you wanna, you know, thanks for being here and tell, tell the listeners who don't know you a little bit about yourself. Yeah, a little bit oh, about your
0: world in to- education and everything,
1: Carl. Yeah, thanks for having me guys. Well the world in education, uh I guess you could say has evolved with the the COVID, you know, that was a budget a budget cut with COVID last year, so totally in a transition and relocated back, but uh, basically in my 18th year of education, taught English and then went into administration and and, and loving every piece of the journey. Uh, every day is something different and just how I could be a part of someone else's life and, and leaving a little sprinkle of, of glitter, so to speak, in, in someone else's life And in and, a and day. It's just it's just a fantastic opportunity to have as an educator, but uh, yeah, we'll kick off. We can get a little personal and go on any journey you want tonight, guys.
2: Awesome. Well, and so- I, I, I got to say something first, Josh. I'm yeah. I'm excited because we've had we've had a handful of guests on here who have been social studies teachers, and I've kind of had to sit back in the background and watch <laughs> you and the guest have this banter about social studies, and and we actually have an English teacher, and that was what I did before I went into administration. So so. Finally, the tables have turned.
0: Yeah, you guys can talk poetry and uh, rhetorical triangles. I'll step aside and let you and let you do that. So Car- Carl, you're an administrator. What grade level are you an administrator in? What's that? you know how, before we get into stuff, how's it going being an administrator in the world of COVID right now? How's that going for you?
1: Yeah, so transitioning to a new new building, a new job. So basically, I'm an assistant principal now in, in a high school of 1500, students. Uh, it's definitely different, you know. getting to know students wearing, wearing a mask, uh, getting to know staff wearing a mask, uh, and some staff aren't in the yearbook, so try to put names and faces and they don't wear the same outfits every day, where you <laughs> see, two students, see students two days a week, and some students never come in. Uh, it's definitely different to make the connections, to establish those relationships, um, but I, I do a lot of meetings with the students virtually who are home, or you know, getting them in the building and just walking around with them. I'm not someone that calls kids down to the to the office. I go to them. It makes it so much easier because you you want to have that relationship, uh, but it is it is definitely difficult. But you try to look at whatever the hurdles are and you try to go over the hurdles. How can you, how can you get to the path that you want to go to? Um, it's just a little slower. It's a little slower. I mean, it's definitely quieter in the building. Uh, you don't have a lot of uh, the energy, but we have been doing Spirit Week. I wore my pajamas this week. Nice you know, we're wearing our colors, we're having having all that. I don't do any of the crazy hair days anymore, but you know, <laughs> we're having as much fun as we can have with what we do have.
0: Well that's awesome. That's awesome. So we want to talk to you a little bit about we you know, we see, you know, you on Twitter and and, and you are a runner and Mike and I are like we, we do a little bit of running, we dabble in it, but you, sir, are like a super serious, like you've done the big ones, right? So you've done some ultra marathons. So I want to talk a little bit about like, as someone who who lives in that world and has done those big races, do you see any connection between sort of like long distance running and being an educator, being a leader on a campus? Do you think anything kind of, is there an intersection for
1: you? Do you see a connection between those two things? Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, just going back, getting into the ultra running, I, I got into it by happenstance. I was actually I relocated down to to Charlotte years ago and I was hit by a car in a in the bike lane. And basically I went from the day before I set a track record at Lowe's Motor Speedway to swelling up six sizes, having two surgeries on my shoulder and my hand, and having to go home and being taken care of by my mom for three months, you know, walking slowly over and over again. And I woke up one day and I said, I'm not going to sit here and let someone else run my life. So I took ownership of what I was doing and I just started walking again. And then I started running again and I just hopped into races and it was like, well, I want to still experience more. And it was that backwards design. You know, when you think, how do I do something? How do I figure out what my plan is? What is my goal? And and figure it out along the way and the trials and tribulations. And then it's all about okay, you got nutrition. What can I put in? I, I did some runs where I just had coffee beads, you know, <laughs> just, just try it out and see what it's like, or try different different energy drinks, so to speak, uh, liquids versus solids. And and then that's what it is like in education. You know, you, you try something and you reflect on it and you figure out how does it work? And it's all about you know taking that risk. You try something, and it's okay to make a mistake because that's how you learn and grow. So absolutely so similar. I mean. I, I did a race one time down in Texas. This was 2010 and I got pulled out at mile 83. I woke up in a sleeping bag. I was naked next to a girl in a sleeping bag. I'm like, what happened here? And they I had symptoms of hyperthermia. So, I mean, I learned from mistakes. Okay. I need to have a change of clothes at two o'clock in the morning. You know, cause the sun goes down in Texas. Yeah. I thought this, it was hot. I didn't know it, but sun so went down. So, it's about learning from mistakes and how do you learn and grow with them
0: that's that's a that's a really good connection um, yeah definitely so what do you think you know as a as an so let's let's take that tack then so as an educator what's been one of those mistakes that you've learned from right like reflecting back and i think that's one of the important parts of being an educator is reflecting go like man i screwed that up what's yeah. something that you've that you, as an educator you've been like okay reflecting on that if i could do that over again this is the mistake i learned from and this is how i've corrected it Seeing that in the running world, right, like not bringing that change of clothes in Texas, right, like what have you seen in your in your education journey that that's shown you that?
1: Uh, that's an easy one. I mean, we've had that analogy, you know, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Doing too much too fast. I mean, when I when I transitioned from being a teacher to an administrator, I took a job during my internship as a six twelve principal. Too much too fast. Way too much too fast. Uh, I could have benefited from more guidance, from more experience. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, it was definitely a classic fail. I needed more. I was not ready to go from zero to 60 like that. And I think that's fair. Like, all of us, whenever we go for a run, I mean, we don't just, like, go bad out of heck and just go right out there. I mean, you know, we're getting there. It takes us a little while for our muscles to warm up and everything. And that's the concept. It's just how do you put it all in perspective and just taking your time to figure it out before you just go right into it? So that was definitely something I learned from is it's not, it's not an ego driven thing. It's, you know, where I am now, I got a team. I never really had a team. It's been, you know, small schools, it's been me by myself and I've had to run curriculum. I've had to run lesson plans. I've had to run everything with the staff, special education. I, I have sections that I can rely on a team now and, it's okay not being the principal like I don't mind not being the principal I like being part of a team and having connections and you know debunking ideas rather than just you know being by by myself solo
0: I wanted I want to talk about so like you you are, so you are a silent runner right you don't listen to you don't listen to music when you run and that that blows my mind it blows my mind so I gotta know like like this silence and look I, I'm a high school teacher. High schools are loud places, right? Mm -hmm. So like, maybe, maybe that's what I need. Maybe Mm -hmm. I need the silent run. But so how does, how does that, you know, like, I think we've talked about this a lot, especially right now, everybody's like super stressed to the max with everything that's going on in education right now, as everybody's watching, you know, percent positivity. And we all know, like, we're all mini epidemiology, like, uh, you know, we're all sort of like, we know a little bit about tracing uh, COVID Mm -hmm. and all this stuff right now. So do you, are you seeing like, are these runs, is this a way for you to kind of like step outside of that? Do you think it's helped you handle sort of this, the transition uh, to a new job? And do you think it's sort of, is it, what's that you time doing for you? What How's it making you like view the world, right?
1: Now? It, well, obviously I moved back down to Long Island. I haven't been here in, in four years. So it's looking at places differently now. Um, but for me, it's that connection. Like, I hear owls in sections that I might not have heard. I mean, when I was upstate living in the National Forest, if I had music, I'd be running really into a bear. I mean, we had bears there, you have hunters. I learned to wear bells on my shoes when you, when you run during hunting season so the hunters don't pull a crossbow on you. So, um, but connecting, it's, it's, just, it's just connecting. Like, yeah. I tried running with music and I find that your pace has to go with it but there's something just so pure. Like my favorite writer is wall women. I just mm-hmm. love all women. And Here you go. Here that you go, I-
0: Earnshaw. here's your, here's your, yeah. Early yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: when I taught we actually, I would take my students to the wall women birthplace and they would always write and connect with nature. And there's just so, so much peace and tranquility to just have that. And I've done a lot more adventuring, you know, with the van life and just doing a little more aggressive hikes or hiking hike in the, the Adirondack mountains or different trails and just, being up there and looking down is just you're just going in awe like okay I'm, I'm kind of tall right now you know for a short And it's just that opportunity to connect in places that not many people go to travel and enjoy on foot like when you drive and you're going 55 miles an hour you see things when you bike and you're going 15 miles an hour you see things more when you're running and you're going let's just say five six miles an hour you see things a lot more so it's having that opportunity to recognize what's around that you would not normally see, you know, and then you're connecting and you're hearing things. It, it's just, it's just incredible. Like words really can't describe it, you know, and then you get to a spring, you get to a waterfall, you jump in a waterfall. I mean, those are good experiences, you know, I mean that's what you have to do when all the pools are closed out and you just got to jump in a waterfall.
2: <laughs> you know, it's in, and you've said that to me uh, through social media on posts I've said, cause I was kind of in like a running run and you're like, like, don't worry about your watch. Like, leave your watch at home. Like, yeah. like I, I don't know, Carl, I've tried to run without music. I can't do it. Like, I get a mile, two miles, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, But the, it's weird because when I do put headphones on, which I always do, like, I could probably go without the watch. But when, when I put music on, it's funny because people ask me, like, you know, well, what do you listen to? I'm like, honestly, like, I got a playlist, like, 300, 400 songs on mm-hmm. Spotify. And honestly, like, after a half a mile, like, I'm already zoned out. I don't even know what's going in there. But I think I just need that like background noise yeah. almost. But I do get some of my best thoughts there. So you you kind of said like when you're running and you don't have all the the tech gear with you and you're exploring and just taking it all in. I mean, that's got to translate huge to your role as an administrator. I mean, because that's what our job is. We're supposed to walk our campuses mm-hmm. and see what's working and what's not working and be the, you know, instructional leaders to help those. I mean, you obviously that that's got to translate into your role as an administrator, right? Oh, absolutely. Having
1: the opportunity to to observe, you know, just like walking around because you want to reflect. And there are opportunities where I can ask someone in a certain location and having that conversation and getting that perspective. So having a perspective and being open to it is being that opportunity. So that's where I look at myself just, you know, like if you would run with someone you know, you're walking with someone. Some of my best conversations are just walking in the hall. I love doing that with students, you know, just walking. Then you have neutral territory and you're just having conversations. And it's it's just like you're on the same level. So being in a different location, doing something, it, it kind of shocks people like, why aren't we in the office? Why are we doing that? No, let's
2: just have a conversation and get your perspective on what what can I do to help you? It's so true. I mean, cause that's the same thing. Like, well, we don't have kids in the building right now, but when we did and, and I would be called and I would go grab a kid and they're like, we're going to your office. I'm like, no, we're not going to the office and we would walk and we'd go sit on the benches outside of the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh just put up uh, a blog. I mean, with this whole situation with a kindergarten student he had, like, you know, Josh, you're outside because they <laughs> don't want to come the
0: courtyard, and, <laughs> hanging out in the courtyard. You yeah. think
2: you're just talking, trying to build a connection or relate to them. And, you know, your, your principal who you're intern interned for is like, well, no, it's discipline. Like, and it was an eye opener for me the elementary level. Like that is discipline. Like we're trying to work through it. So,
0: yeah. So Carl, you, you mentioned a couple times that we talked about it, like this is what we want to talk about. So the, the van life, and this is, yes. this is, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to know a little about this because I am, so you've started a little podcast about it. You, you, you've, uh you're, you're like showcasing it on Instagram and on Twitter, sort of like the sort of experiences you're going with. Tell us a little bit about, about the journey with, with the van. And then a little bit about how is, do you think that it's, do you think that those experiences are helping you um, in your role as an educator? Are they helping you see things differently? What's that like for
2: you? Tell us a little bit about it. I do before, before gets into this, I do have to say, I, 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 swear I still have the Vox but I think Carl told me like in the spring, he wanted to do this thing, like get a van and travel. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. It's one of those things, you know, someone tells you and you're like, yeah, all right. that, that Come on. That's not realistic ever to <laughs> happen. And then all of a sudden over the summer, I start seeing these pictures on Instagram. I'm like, oh, my God, he's he's doing it. he's building a van that he's going <laughs> to live out of and travel.
1: So, Carl, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so I've always liked to travel. I think that that's a given. And then again, going through uh, you know the marital situation and understanding that I want to travel and see my boys, and understanding it's COVID and there's nowhere to stay, um, I rather have something that I'm uh, building a piece of. So this this is where that passion comes from, you know that that DIY. And yeah, like, exactly. It's, 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 it's <laughs> it from it, and, and you're just going so. Uh, when I was still visiting my boys upstate in the summer, I, I took them to look at a few places and we we're literally measuring out what does it look like. And then I moved down here and found one, good mileage, good price, sold. Uh, and then just started. The best thing I did was not do it all at once. So this is where we connect with education. You don't go into a building. You don't go into a classroom and go, okay, I'm going to gut it all out. This is what I'm going to do. Mike, it's like when you moved into your place, you didn't say, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to focus on the one thing that I want to do at a time. So doing the van a little bit, I took the seats out. And the first thing I did was put the floor in and I went and visited my boys like, oh, this is cool. And the goal was I I wanted to get a van that had seats because if you get one that's just commercial, then – then you don't have where the boys can sit. So was it, safety is important for me. Plus, when you have the seats in there, you're technically not commercial. Now you're a passenger, so I could drive on parkways and have a good time with that. <laughs> um, so I did that. Then I started tearing everything out, and insulation was important for me too. I wanted to feel warm. Um, so it was little by little. I mapped out with tape where things would be. I had the boys and us lay down where we think we would sit. And what was really cool, moving back down, you know, I haven't saw my mom like so much in four years, and she got into it. So I would like <laughs> literally pull her in the driveway. She let me work in the back driveway because they you have know, stayed in an apartment now. And she's like, "I'm not sure I understand this." And then over time, she's like, "I get this. I see what you're doing. This makes sense." And to hear my mom say this makes sense was like the biggest <laughs> you know, graduation I ever had. I guess. <laughs> But it was really about building a little bit at a time. And, and I made mistakes. You know, I put a hinge somewhere that, that, that broke a pull-out shelf. Okay. So I had to go back and, and rethink how I can do something. Um, and I asked for help, but I had a little trouble hooking up some wires to the solar panel. I, I can't do everything, but I asked for help. But it was it, to see the boys experience the journey. So for me, you could pull up somewhere and just park and have a good time. Um, what so basically inside the van, all right, you have like two dinettes that can move and change. You have things around it. My mom helped me make the, the sewing for the beds and cutting everything up I did. She helped me and I, I did some sewing with the curtains so you could block it out. Um, but there's so many places that you can go. Like I connected with this organization, Harvest Host, mm-hmm. and you go and stay places for free as long as you buy something. So the last one we went to up at Lake Minnewaska in the Catskills in New York uh, was a brewery. And basically, you stay in an apple orchard for free now, which is just awesome. That's awesome. No, that's it's awesome, kind of, right there. <laughs> it is legit, right? So the brewery, they had a, a concert going on, and you just said, so all right. We bought a couple of, of pretzels and a beverage, and we sat away from everyone and listened to the music. Then we went back to the van, and when we sat outside, and projected a movie outside on the van. I mean, that's what we did. But you know, other times, where I had I had just Cameron on a trip. We wanted to take a break and we just sat and read. So, you know, you go to a motel, you're paying to sleep, take a shower and leave. This is you can go wherever you want. Like I woke him up one morning and I, I woke him up to the sunrise. Like we went to the, to the overlook and the sunrise was right there. I mean, it's so different where you can go and just enjoy things. So I, I get we're in COVID. I can't really travel outside of New York. So what do you do? You travel inside of New York. Now, it's a little cold, so it's a little <laughs> different. Uh, I'll not stay overnight anywhere, like, you know, when it's like 20 degrees. We'll see how that goes. But um, it's just so cool, like, making coffee inside your own place, walking around, having a good time with that, you know, just making your own food right there or, or doing it outside. But, you know, the boys have a hammock, uh, have a swing. Um, this company, Madeira, just sent me a hammock, and they want me to try out a hammock with my van. I'm like, all right, nice. I'll try it out. That's you know, awesome. They want me to post about it. So it's just about, about that, but you know, it goes even deeper. We talk about us as, as educators, right? Yeah. You're making these relationships. You pull in someone with a van, people come over and start talking. You see someone else with a van, you start talking with them. You get all these ideas and you're having conversations. Next thing you know, you're following each other and you're building these relationships just like we have. So it, it really is, there's a journey out there. You know, you've taken your passion, you're doing it yourself, and now it's a journey. And while you might have big goals, you know, which might be like our career goals, you want to take care of these little goals along the way. Like I would love to take route 66. That's a dream for me. (laughs) Route 66, get out there hit all the hot springs. I want to do that. I want to get up to to Canada one day where we can get to Canada one day. I I just want to do these things that, again, if you fly, you miss it. Um, So like an easy example, last November, My friend John and I, we drove down to Miami for the national duathlons and we just drove in my my smaller van and we just drove straight through the night and we stopped at all these coffee places. So we experienced, you know, we picked something to do, but it was that journey, like that trip, driving down together, talking to each other for 20 hours down, racing, talking to each other 20 hours back. You can't put a price tag on, on that. So seeing my boys' face you know, every time we go somewhere, you know, as a dad, and yeah, you know, maybe I am gonna get a little emotional, but as a dad and not being able to see my boys every day, um yeah. this, you know, this for me really uh, it means a lot for me. And and you know, they joke about they're like, you know, when I'm older, I want a bus. I'm like, whatever you want, I'll help <laughs> out. you know, I'll help you out. But and a bus is too high
0: you're not gonna fit another boot fan that's that's awesome it, it really comes down to like I think what you're talking about really when, you, when you're talking about the the ultra marathon and the running and the and the van is this idea of like creating experiences right yeah not not yeah. just for you but for you and, and your and your boys and do you think that like creating those experiences is that something you see like that is an important role for you as an administrator as a leader on a campus do you see that that experience part is is key to that and how do you how do you encourage that from your from the teachers you're leading how do you sure. encourage that on your campus i mean that experience seems like a really important thing for you how do you convey that to the folks that you're leading
1: yeah so anywhere i've been i'm all about creation learning joy you know that, that's what it has you create something you learn from it and you have joy if you're not doing that then what are you doing you have to have joy every day so the idea is to find people and help them, you know, take that risk. You know, I know we use a term to to fail forward. I don't think it's a fail. Just take a risk. What do you need? Let's help you out there. Let's let's get you to what you need. How can I help you? How can I support you? And that's by getting to know the people too. And again, this year is a little different because of, of the climate, right. but everywhere I've been, even as an educator, it's encouraging people. Having that empowerment is just being there side by side. You know, Mike talked about it before, and, and we went back and forth, Vox, forth and you know, Just have that encouragement and it feels good. And you don't forget that. You don't forget about the person that's right there by you and helping you out. And I've had so many people help me out along the way. It's only fair that I help someone out if I can help someone out. And that's what it's all about. We we are all in this together. Educators, runners, cyclists, van lifers, whatever it is. (laughs) You know, we're all in this together. And it's just what can I learn from you? What can I help you with? You know, it's back in the day, I knock on someone's door. Hey, can I have some sugar or salt? You know, now it's like, can I get some advice from you? And that was really quintessential of when we really locked down, you know, in the spring. yeah, We opened up in social media, like we're all helping each other. Nothing was expensive. It was all for free. And we all basically built these relationships that we probably, I mean, honestly, can we sit back and say, We would have had these if that not happened. So how do we transform our education based on another hurdle that we are having?
0: I I love that. That's that's that really great idea. I do like that idea of like creation, learning, joy, right? Like those, those three things sound like that's, I mean, that's what you want school to be like, right? That's what you want the experience for your kids to be like, not just your own personal kids, but for any kid who walks through the door, right? Those are the things that it should be about. Um, That's, Right. You hit me with that one, Carl. That one, that one, you got me, you got me with that one. Uh, so,
2: so I don't don't even got anything to follow up with that. It was, that was perfect. That was just, you know, and you know, Carl, you said like these, these experiences, I mean, your boys are going to, this is going to change your life. I remember this forever. You're going to remember forever. I'm going to remember forever because you're sharing it with the world through, I'm not going to lie. I, on the weekends, like I usually shut down on the weekends. Like I don't go on social media much. I don't go on boxer. I look forward to your weekend post. Cause I'm like, I like, it's like, where's Waldo? Like what, what's Carl, what's Carl doing this weekend? Like, where did he go with the van? Like it's, it's, it's cool. And I mean, from, from just talking with you these last, you know, 30 minutes, I feel like I need to step it up. Like there's so many more things I could be doing for myself and my kids and, and my students and family, you know, our students and teachers, not let alone my family. So it's, you know, Thank you. I mean, you're, yeah, it's inspiring, man.
0: Carl, I want to, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We always have one question that we ask our guests. So we got this is punk rock classrooms podcast. I know you told us you don't listen to anything when you run, but what, like, what have you been like? We always ask, what have you been listening to? So what's, what's been, it could be a podcast. It could be an audiobook, It could be music. What have you been enjoying? It could be the wind. It could be the wind or the sound of an owl. What do you, what, what have you been listening to? What have you been getting into?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. A lot of it is the natural. I mean, so right now I, I live on the water. So I'm renting on the water. So I get up in the morning and every morning I, I watch the sunrise um, and I just listen to the waves. And for me, that is something that tells more of a story. And, and the other night, I just parked literally at the water, watched the sunset, and I just listened to the waves. So I think the waves, not only do you look at them, they tell stories, but if you listen really close, they tell another story and it's what you want to interpret it as. So for me, it's just the natural beauty that's around. That's my music. I love it. Cool. I love it. That's like cool. I,
0: that's cool. I'm, I'm with it. I'm yeah. with it. <laughs> All right. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to the punk rock classrooms podcast. Uh, you can follow. Oh, well, here's what we going on. I got to ask this question to you. Carl, where can the folks find out about you and your van life on the internet? Where, where can they find you?
1: Sure. So we just, my boys and I just did a small pilot just to try it out. Cause you know, boys and attention span. Uh, so we're trying our, our travels with the caper. We're calling it the caper because Cameron and Cooper put together is the caper and there it also go. is lively and energy. So, uh, I mean, they're my inspiration. So we might as well name it after them as well, but, um, you can follow me on Twitter, Carlo Leary for, uh, no, wait, there's a Mr. Carlo Leary. I don't even know my Twitter <laughs> handle. I've been doing enough. I think, Instagram. Yeah, I is think I think it is Mr. Carl. I don't know. You guys will post it, but we'll put, we'll I mean, put that, it on there, right? <laughs> that's what it is. It's like I don't even, you know, I don't promote myself. It's just, it's just about having fun and connecting with everyone, you know. Well, we we love it.
0: We want people to be able to see the van, so we'll make sure that it goes yeah. in the show notes. Everybody can see the, it. Uh, you gotta check the uh, van out. You can, you can find us on, on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at Josh R. Buckley on both of those. And you can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw on both of those as well. And then there's a website, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can check out the blogs that we've been dropping, all that good stuff. Um, and you know what, Mike? I feel like I need to go run a lot of miles tomorrow. I feel yeah, like- yeah.
2: I got to step it up. Right?
0: It up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to no headphones. Carl, this is my promise. Right. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, I'm going no music.
1: Just give it a shot.
0: I'm gonna do it. I live in suburbia, so I don't know that I'm gonna hear anything that interesting. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take them out, and I'm no headphones tomorrow. Uh, but but anyways, thanks so much everybody for tuning in, and Mike and I will see you at the at show. The show.